I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Good morning, good day, good night, good all good wherever you are. Good people. So always a treat to have First Gen fam with us. And this is a conversation I have absolutely looked forward to. We have Tanya J. Miller here with us today of Tanya J. Miller LLC, y'all. She is a dynamic woman. I know we just really hit it off. A fellow Aquarian, if you didn't know, now you know. But I am going to let her tell you about who she is and all the amazing work that she is doing. Just a brilliant person, and I'm so glad to really be getting to know still, but just her presence is is joy. So, Tanya, welcome to the First Gen Lounge. What's up? Hey, Dr. Eve, aka Eve. I'm doing well. Excited to talk to the First Gen family today. And as well, I enjoyed our convo both the first time and y'all, we've been cutting up before we even started this interview. <laughs> we've been we don't been talking at least 15 minutes, but hey, we we already comfortable and good. You know, we rock because we already Aquariuses and we rock because we all about purpose. So let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're right. We all right. And it's, and it's always a joy to uh, just really connect, like to hit it off. Because anytime you put yourself out there to be a part of something, even if you know about it, you know, like how you propose, say, hey, you know, we'd love to be on the show. Let's, you know, talk through some things. It's always kind of like one of those, this may or may not work. This works. Like, you know, and then <laughs> what you have out there. And I'm going to let her tell y'all, but y'all, like, for real, for real, just tell you, tell the people who you are. Tell them what you do. Okay. Just, just tell them because I ain't gonna okay. tell it all because I can tell it. I can tell it. <laughs> I don't know why Dr. Eve blowing me up, y'all. I'm listening, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. I'm a strategist. Basically, I want to help people and organizations figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together so you can do life right and you can do it well because I know that you should be doing life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. What that means is your way, not nobody else's way, not your mama them way, not your cousin way, not your boss way, your way. You should be doing it your purpose because it's yours, your way. So, you know, I, I help you with that. I help you sometimes, you know, tell you, let you know it's, your purpose is not a world's wildo type situation. I, I just dated myself when I said that, but hey, it's already <laughs> you. We're not supposed to be looking outside of you. We're not supposed to be trying to find it here, up there, or everywhere, it's in you. So we even help, you know, to tap in and to tune in and to even uncover, if you will, just even what your purpose is, because sometimes many don't know. So that's a little mm. bit. I'm sure Miss Eve gonna go deeper in her questions and our convo. So let's go. Let's go. Well, I'm about to get you because you thought she was quick. You thought you said something. I'm an author, speaker, coach. <laughs> let's talk about author because, y'all, I'm gonna be for real. 
I saw she's an author, knew she had a book, went and scammed her website, and missed, I'm just gonna be for I missed that there wasn't just a book. There are how many books, Danny? Total is six, but I count them as projects. Mm. Oh, just three projects. <laughs> oh, okay, just just, just, it's just y'all. She's so modest, so modest. It's just three projects with six books. Listen, a publishing fool out here, out here getting it. That's what I'm. Uh, listen, it's one thing for me to have. I got one book out. Then I did a journal, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> it's just too much. But no, really though, like. Tell us about those projects because they're directly tied. I mean, of course, all of it with your purpose and all the work that you're doing. So, you know, what is your favorite of your projects? Even I know they're all amazing, but what's your favorite? And, you know, what even got you started in this publishing game? So I'm going to go with your last question because then that'll give it leeway to say, because my favorite, honestly, are all of them. But with it being Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm going to go with the first project I did, which is what got everything started back up again, which is Mind Matters. I did a book and I did a journal. Basically, it talks to you about getting out of your head and jumping back into life because sometimes you get stuck. And I want to help you figure out how to get unstuck and back on purpose. And then in the Get Your Mind Right journal, that mud is really what it says. I'm going to help you get your mind right. I'm going to ask you them questions. You know, mess around and be 21 questions. But listen, if that's what it takes, I want you to get your mind right. And so I'm going to ask you those hard questions that you don't even want to ask yourself. You don't want to listen. You be trying to bury your head under rock. Nope, not going to be able to do that with me. We're going to go in in the journal just like we did in the book. The journal is me. I feel like coaching you know what I'm saying you may not ever be able to get you know a coaching class with me like it might be out your budget but my journals which are much cheaper you can get it and so you can get some of the same you know Tanya <laughs> if you will because I'm going to bring who I am in my books too so in my journal so you can get that same that same power in the journal and we can work on some of the stuff that you needed to work on and so that one is, like I said, how things got started, because uh, even though it's not an autobiography, it still is very much me. I was stuck. I was in my own head. I was not really trying to be a part of this life no more, because I had been hit with and hit and stepped on and beat down and ran over and then, I'm going to run you back. I'm going to hit the reverse. And I was like, okay, like, y'all really, or do you want me a part of this life? Like, for real? Like, I can't figure it out, because it's too much. And so, you know, in doing the work as far as therapy, shout out to therapy, especially this, this being mental health awareness well, get you a therapy session in, go get you a checkup just like you do for your physical, your well woman. We need to do better about being that. There should not be a stigma related to it. That's my plug. But doing the work, doing therapy, I got back to something I had stopped. Because talking with Tanya, my blog has been around for over 15 years. Once again, I'm dating myself, but it has. (laughs) And I had stopped being as active with it because just everything just kept surmounting. And I got back to writing for it, but in the process of doing that, I started writing kind of Uh, self-help but I didn't know it was a self-help but I started writing you know I don't want anybody to feel like this I don't want anybody to be stuck and not know how to get out of my own head I don't want anybody to not know how to jump back into life like I just started writing all this stuff down and I was like oh yeah and I I want anybody that's 
a friend, a family member, a loved one, or somebody dealing with mental illness, mental, you know, trauma, anxiety, depression, grief, loss, like whatever the situation is, and they're not themselves. I want them to figure out how to speak to them, know what to say, know what to do, or just how to be there. So I added that piece in it. And so five years later, because I didn't do nothing with y'all, but five years later, I got that tap on my shoulder, like, hey, girl, you wrote a book. It's time to publish it. I said, first of all, who wrote a book? Like, you talking to me? <laughs> yes, you wrote a book. I need you to pull that thing out. And then I need you to go on and get, write that Get Your Mind Right journal, too because that's what was in you. And so that was the mm. start of me pulling together all of what I had been doing, all of who I was, and starting Tanya J. Miller LLC. Because literally, you know, people are like, well, what are you going to name it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm going to bet on myself. This is me. I'm mm. bringing all of me to the table. So I'm going to name it after myself. Who, who better can speak on what I am and what I do, you know? And so that's how, even why I decided to name it. I'm like, I'm just bringing all of who I am and what I've been doing to the table. And, you know, the book is kind of what got everything started mm, with that I noticed too like you know you said it so let's just dive into it you talk a lot about purpose mm-hmm. and, and as we had and I said in our previous conversation the show used to be called the purpose university podcast and I was on it roll. and look I would have very well have loved to have you but I I really started thinking about though purpose in a a broader scheme for myself and switched it over Um, although my business is still the purpose professional limited liability company Um, a lot of people don't know that and so like but for me you know about living with intention and Mm. and that's the thing so for you what does purpose mean you know how does purpose show up in a person's life what does it look like? Because people say, oh, purpose, purpose, purpose is a little touchy feeling, but no, purpose <laughs> is much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a Christian to believe in having a purpose. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, purpose is just what you're born with. It's what's in you. It's a part of who you are. And whenever you can start tapping into it and tuning into it, that's how you're able to show up authentically. That's how you're able to show up, like you said, intentionally. That's how you're able to be what you're supposed to be and do those things that you're supposed to do. You know, a lot of times we end up going after things or doing things, you know, sometimes for the wrong reasons and it doesn't work out. It probably isn't working out because it's not aligned to who you are and what your purpose is, what's that what's what's in you at the core. And so, you know, if you can even start doing that work and seeing that, it helps out. But purpose is what's in you. Like it's a part of what you've always been supposed to do, been supposed to say like all of that like it's who you are one of the quotes I I love by Dr. Miles Monroe he's passed now but he says this the goal of life is to die empty to go to the graveyard and disappoint the cemetery and Mm -hmm. if that don't hit you that's your purpose is in you I don't know what is like your purpose is in you and you supposed to give it out. That's the other piece people miss. The purpose isn't something just for you and you only. You are supposed to give out your purpose. You're supposed to live it, do it, be it, help, so whatever it is like you are supposed to give your purpose away and how you serve and how you show up and what you do and your relationships and your friendships and your jobs and your businesses 
it's supposed to be present. And like you said, I love that part. It, it's intentional too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna hit you with a curve. I, I already know it's a curve, but I know you can handle it. Yes, ma'am. Because how you talk about purpose and you talk about the Minds Matter Project, mm-hmm. it makes me think, how does leaning into our purpose help us to help us to deal with our mental health? Ma'am, that ain't no curve. That's that's just real. That's just real. (laughs) You know, when you aren't leaning into your purpose, you know, you're very much more susceptible to depression. You're much more susceptible to anxiety. You're much more susceptible to, you know, self-hate, you know, and not love. You're much more susceptible to, you know, being just frustrated and stressed out because you're doing life on other people's terms you're doing life for other people and and you gonna get upset like you gonna get unhappy and sometimes the root of that can go much deeper and it can go into mental health issues and so yeah you gotta lean into it because it's so much more I mean you see the signs and you know it it is mental health illnesses and situations they don't start overnight like they start with the little things and when the little things add up too much so you know you in a whole job and you know this ain't what you're supposed to be you know this ain't what you're supposed to be doing I ain't saying quit the job but what I am saying is you while you there you need to use it all you need to use the experience you need to use the exposure you need to use all they they, they classes that they doing for free they online stuff they, they webinars they brown bags, you know, the relationships you can build. Use that to get you to where you know you're supposed to be and and do it within a time that makes sense for you. So no, I'm not an advocate for telling you to leave and just jump off and you ain't jump off the cliff and you ain't got nothing to save you. You ain't got no parachute. But what I am saying is why you there do some of the groundwork, place some of the work so that you don't let the emotion of hating your job take you low. You might not like where you at, but you can do things to better the situation till you can get completely out of it. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, definitely you got to lean in because it just takes a little bit for things to get out of whack. Mm, okay. So now on the flip, what do you say to the person who's out there thinking right now, but what if this mental thing is disabling? There is no purpose in that. There, There's nothing good that has come from this situation. So how can you say that purpose is going to help somebody? Well, number one, if it's disabling and it's to the point to where you can't operate and function, then Tang going to tell you you need to be in some therapy and you might need to be in some group therapy and you might need some medicine and you might need to be inpatient. And that's okay. Like the stigma of doing what you need to do so that you can be better is so strong in our community and it should not be. You need to lean into whatever is going to get you back whole and back right and so that you can have a clear enough mind to really dig into you and work through some of that and a lot of times in those opportunities therapy in group in session in inside the actual facility where you're in there some of that it gets to break down those barriers that you put in there and those walls and that you know self-hate and all of that for you to begin to love yourself again and see you whole and complete and then you'll be able to have the right mindset to begin to see what's in you so before now you're not gonna ain't no way you're gonna be able to tell me what your purpose is when you disabled by the mental health issue that you're in so i'm gonna tell you to get well first 
I don't need to coach you and talk to you about purpose right now. And I tell that to even clients that come and we do a purpose call and I kind of see you need to go back because a coach, I'm going, I'm taking you forward. I'm coaching you alongside where you're at and to get you to where you're trying to go. But if it's so much stuff that's literally on your back and just grabbing you and trying to pull you back into your past, you need to process that. You need to work through that. And you need a therapist, you need a counselor, you need a psychiatrist, and you may need some more extensive help. And there's nothing wrong with it. But no, you're not going to hear nothing I'm trying to say. Mm -mm, You're not. Ain't no, you can talk purpose what tell you. I'm over here about to slip my I'm about I'm over here cutting myself. I'm over here taking three and four pills just to get up in the morning and, and then to just function. Or I'm over here cussing everybody out. You know, whatever that looks like, where you taking it out, you know, you you going out every weekend, you clubbing, you drinking too much, you smoking too much, like you popping Molly and it like X. Like whatever that looks like, that's a sign anyway first that you need to do that work first. Then we can dig into your purpose. But you got to love you again before we can go into purpose. So then I'm going to tell you, ah, but you tripping though. Like, it ain't even like that. I'm just having fun. I'm just having a good time. I don't need help. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not tripping. You know, the evidence of your life, you having fun, but are you losing things in the process of having fun? Are you losing relationships? Are you losing money? Are you losing your power? Have you done things in your having fun that you will regret if you were sober? You know, what your finances look like you know are you having time and spending time with your kids are you always sleep during the day and then at nighttime when everybody else is asleep you doing what you're doing and, and it's not working like you can tell me you have a fun but i'm i'm gonna ask you are you really what at what cost is this fun costing you so i mm-hmm. hear you I hear you, but you, I ain't been born yesterday. So I, I know it's costing you something to, to experience this fun. So mm-hmm. you, you tell somebody else that, but I, I know. Yeah, so you just threw a curve at me. <laughs> and, and, that, and, and I love it. And, you know, we are we are thinkers. We're mar- marinators. We're marinators. Yeah. It's the idea of when you think about this journey mm-hmm. and you think about what you're experiencing be it that it is your career, be it that it's, you know, dealing with your mental health and wellness, if it is, you know, your finances, if it's your fun, the question I love is, what is it costing you? Mm-hmm. What Man, that's a good one because a lot of times we don't look at the cost for the action. For example, I'm somebody who's long dealt with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing for somebody to say, oh, well, just pick yourself up. You can just do it. You can go out there and get it. Mm. But then the other part of it is I have to see what it's costing me that I'm not getting the help that I need. And mm-hmm. so that's spot on. So the fact that my anxiety has been, you know, so much sometimes that it's been to the point of agoraphobia. So I ain't trying to leave the house because I'm scared of everything outside. Yeah. And for me, though, it's costing me relationships. It's costing me quality time with folks. It's costing me new experiences. Mm-hmm. So I love that framework for thinking about what you not dealing with your issue is doing and what it's costing, because otherwise we can't find other ways to be more accountable. Right. So if I recognize that, you know, maybe I am and I know it's a very sensitive thing, you know, to think about some of the suicide ideation, cutting, you know, and harming mm-hmm. self-harm. But it's like, are you going to cost yourself your life? And yeah. do you not know that your life is more valuable? Do yeah. you not know that it's worth something? And that's not to dismiss 
you know, the challenge that comes with cutting. Because mm-hmm. um, again, I've had my fair share of mental health issues over the years, mm-hmm. but that is to say that is the getting the help and know that, you know, you're missing out on the beauty that is your life. And not only that, the even the reason why I stress the importance of it is because when you get there, you realize you're not the only one. Sometimes we get caught up in our in our whole situation and in it, and we think we're the only one experiencing life like this on this level. And part of why I even want you to reach out and get the resources you need is because I need you to see you're not the only one dealing with this. Like you are not the only one that's in the middle of this this pandemic that has happened this year and wasn't able to be with your loved ones whenever you wanted to. Wasn't able to have the funeral that you know they would have wanted. Wasn't able to go be with them on their bedside when they were passing. Like you were not the only one. This was a worldwide epidemic that hit everybody in 2020. It may have hit us all differently. It may have been a different storm from this person to the next, but we all had it happen. And so that's the thing uh, why I I so encourage, you know, therapy, group sessions, support groups, you know, counselor, inpatient, you know, medicine to get you stabilized. Catch it. Sometimes you just need it because you need to stabilize because you've gotten that much out of whack chemically. And you don't even mm-hmm. realize it. And so the, the stabilization helps you get there. Listen, some of it, it's not even, some of it you need the stabilization because you ain't sleeping. You feel me? People don't understand what sleep deprivation does to a mental health. They don't even get it. It's like, oh, I just didn't sleep. No, ma'am. No, sir. It it, it, it affects you mentally. It, it affects how you make decisions. It affects how you function. And it's a reason why you're not sleeping, too. And so you need to get all of that help and all of that resources because you need to know you're not the only one dealing with it. You're not the only one that has lost. You're not the only one that has had, you know, hardship and trials and trauma and and when you was a little girl this person touched you and when you was a little boy this older person touched you you know a family member like whatever it is that's how you get stuck that's how you get in the middle of it and can't swim it's because you begins to think you are the only one this has ever happened to and what both me and Eve were saying is you're not and so you need to to swim out, to pick yourself up, even if it's just to make a phone call to a support system, to a hotline, to get online to intherooms.com or something like that, so that you will see I'm not the only one. And it's not to make it like my situation is better than theirs. No, it's to let you know we all are in something. But just because we in it does not mean we have to stay. So for the person thinking, well, you just make it sound like it's just that easy. It was was it for you? Because it wasn't for me. Like, I'm a processor. I don't know. You're Aquarius, too. I don't know if you're a processor as well. I think you are. And so for me, a lot of times, it does not hit me right away, which is weird for people. They be like, wait a minute. Like, this. wait, what? And I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, you do realize, like, this had already happened, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but... For me, I'll give you a prime example. My grandmother just passed in February. And so, but she was, she was not the last and she wasn't the first for me. Like in the last two years, I lost count. I'm just being real. Mm. I had lost count. My sister passed, my sister-in-law passed, like three or four aunties passed, several cousins passed. 
friends that we were close with, maybe their parent passed or a loved one or a friend from school, college, like, and then that has not stopped either. Catch it. In the middle of the crisis, we still have lost ones, not from COVID, but we still have. And so your girl is typically the one in the family. I'm calling and notifying. I, even though mm. I lost, I'm calling notifying. So I'm on the phone with you, talking to you, and you falling apart. And I'm looking at my phone like, is this for real? Like, <laughs> I'm crazy. Like, I told you, bring your whole self because I'm going to bring mine. And child, I'm looking at the phone like, is you really on this phone going in like this? And this is my granny. This is not your granny. Mm. This ain't even mm. your blood. And you, instead of you being there for me, you going in. So I'm having to come to you and comfort you. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay, and then it's it's repeat. So I'm never at the time able to grieve. And then I'm usually the one that's organizing everything, you know, putting things in. And I ain't even a child. I ain't even like no lie. This I'm telling you, I'm organizing. I'm doing the. I'm putting together the program. The little what if it's a web? I mean a video tribute. I'm organizing who gonna do what and calling and getting them. Listen, and so I'd be like, how I'm post And then I mess around and have to talk. Luckily, I pushed that mud off for my granny. My sister, I had to speak. But my granny, I was like, no, I'm going to make y'all. We're going to have words from the sisters that's still alive. We're going to have words from the grandchildren. And we're going to have words from a sibling that's still alive. And ain't now one of them going to be me. But, you know, I had to just kind of I even you know did some assertiveness with that but I also had to just realize because she was not the first and she wasn't the last I needed to do some stuff for me even if I was not processing at the time I knew I would down the road so I needed to even do better than what I would normally do meaning I would wait to process it I decided to go on and start my therapy sessions back up we were I was already in therapy for my sister but I started to go even further with it because I was like yo I already know this mud gonna hit <laughs> I already know me so yeah we might need to do two sessions you know what I'm just saying because you need to be ready for when it hit because I'm, I promise you it's gonna hit because it's been a hard two years. And so like, you gotta be proactive and just kind of knowing yourself too. Like, don't wait until it's the ninth hour and you beyond, you know, repairing and they having to, you know, call about and see they need to like, kind of be proactive when you starting to see, you know, examples like loss after loss, grief after grief. You know, you gotta just kind of go on and say, hey, I might be the strong one, but I, I I'm I'm weak too, and I, and it and it's hard for me too, and that's okay. It's nothing wrong for me to admit that, and it's nothing wrong for me to do something about it either. Mm. So, what do you do, you know, beyond therapy, especially with grief? And I'm really glad you brought up the the, the topic of grief because grief is hitting us in multiple ways yeah. as a yeah. community right now. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you know to take care of ourselves, our our mental health? would you suggest and that you have done you know because i know it's not something that's just easy like i said just a process i'm the kind of person mm-hmm. you say something to me on monday and it may not be until wednesday or thursday i'm like this is what i really think about <laughs> I it know, right <laughs> and they be like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> all right they're like what 
yeah because i'm not one of those in the like i'm thinking about it i want to really sit with it and know how i'm feeling and and, and just mm-hmm. it, but that's how i come to my best decisions and, yeah. and my best feedback but yeah but what do you say to people who are you know who may have who will be experiencing that grief and like you said two years you mm-hmm. know i understand because that's been happening to me mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like dang you know this is this is uncanny nobody told me this about life and yeah. growing up and how much this was going to hurt and yeah. you got to deal with that hurt and still figure out how to show up every day absolutely absolutely well one you know definitely find that thing that you can do that's healthy because some folks do that unhealthy especially in mine they they I, <laughs> me and my mom we did a lot we was just supposed to introduce the week that she was going to be on this week. Child, she done did a whole session. But we ended up talking about grief because it was her mother and it was her sister two years ago that passed too. And when wow. my grandmother passed, all her feelings with my sister came up. And so we would talk about that because we was like, you know, first of all, in my family, they if it wasn't for COVID, child, they would they would eat from the day the person passed and get together all the way up to the funeral. So we, it would literally be some type of get together, food, and I'm just be real, drinking and smoking, and music and part. I mean, and most folks would think that was is really weird, but it's the normal in my family, and so that's why I said healthy because that's how they process it. That's how they get through their pain. And it's not healthy that way. Like, it's not healthy to drink yourself so much that you use the whole food. No, it's not. It's not healthy to, to smoke so much that, you know, you think it got you through. No, it's not. You know, so that's why I say find something healthy. For me, when my sister passed, there's this nature preserve that is in another part of the like it's actually in another city. But that's the place closest to, because we lived in Virginia, and so it was a ton of, like, parks and different things like that, nature's trails and stuff there. And so this like, the closest only one here. And it's like when I'm there, I literally feel like it's just me and God. I, I'm, like, not in the state of Texas even. Like, I'm just, like, with nature, with the, just whatever. Like, I'm just... I zone out and everything and so that's really big for me and I think I even did it when my grandmother passed because she passed my sister my birthday hers was the 31st mine was the first and so I was actually like I said it, it hits me differently so I was actually processing on our birthdays rather than mm. back in June when she passed and so like I was grieving and crying and I didn't want to be bothered and folks was trying to do parties and stuff I said who don't nobody want that like I want to be by myself right and they just and so they finally just said okay and I but I communicated I was like hey you know I appreciate it but I want to be by myself I want to grieve I may I'm gonna love you you know send your text message send your voicemail and I'll respond later so that even in itself is something for you guys to do while you growing through your grieving process you may not be able to explain everything but at least find a way or attempt a way to communicate to those that love you and that are concerned you know even just saying hey I'll get back to you you know after this or just give me some time that helps because people love you and they care about you but like I said that's one thing for me was like to go on this particular nature trail like I just feel zoned out I feel good I feel at peace and your girl don't even like to work out so you gotta know this helps but with my self-care because I don't I do not like to work out but 
it really is very therapeutic for me. And like I said, you know, healthy ways, because unhealthy ways that Tanya might process is shopping. And Tanya don't need to process through shopping because that means we're going to have bills that, yeah. And even even with my yeah, even with my play money, it ain't gonna be (laughs) it ain't gonna be enough for what I would want to do. So yeah, you know. So that's why I said healthy. So that's one of the things I do healthy, and that's one of the things I know is unhealthy, and I try not to do. So like I said, process it. You know, something I tell anybody is feel your feelings, but don't stay there. Mm. And if you stay there, get the help so that you can figure out a way out. You know, so. But I, I, I like that though. Feel your feelings. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to feel your feelings. Yeah. Because until you feel them, can you know what to do with them? Or even if you don't know what to do with them, can you say, this doesn't feel like me? This is a little off. No, I want to do something to change it. Yeah. And you already know that's something that, especially our male culture, was told early, early age not to do. So just literally retraining us in our culture, in our mindsets, that it's okay. Because you already know, ain't nothing wrong with you. Go on and get up, shake that out. Don't be sitting there crying. Like sometimes we have to retrain ourselves because those same adults, they having to retrain themselves or they're dealing with the consequences of not. And so, you know, that's even why I say that, feel your feelings because most of the time our culture was told not to. Mm. Mm-hmm. To change our minds, you know, we want to change our lives, we got to change our minds. Yeah. And, you know, if we want to be better as a people, we have to let go of some of those things that we were taught to believe. So I absolutely agree with you on that. That's that's love. So, you know, we're at a point of having to wrap up. Yes, and ma'am. I know we and we could go on because we, we like I said we just hit it off. And this has been, you know, an interesting thought. I mean, even blend purpose and mental health, but even thinking mm-hmm. about how even if we don't address our mental health, how we can't live out our purpose. Absolutely. Whatever that may be. But I also believe that a lot of times, we, you know, our mental health is a part of our purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe that it gives us meaning and that if we're willing to talk about our grief, our failures, our anxiety, our depression, you know, in safe spaces or places that we feel like it's necessary to have the conversation that we can help each other heal. Yeah. You're doing what you're doing because, you know, because of kind of what you've been through and able to share it and help somebody along the way, which is what I tell people, like your story is literally something that somebody needs, somebody is waiting for, somebody needs to hear. And if you don't get past what you are, you're, you're in, you'll never be able to tell the story of the other side of it. And, you know, like I mm-hmm. said, my matters was first you know, from trauma, Mm -hmm. drama, trials, disaster, everything. So if I wouldn't have got to the other side of it, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. If you didn't get to the other side of yours, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. But that doesn't mean we still won't have stuff that happens. We just now have tools under our belt and in our arsenal to pull out when we see those symptoms come up, when we see those things happen. We got something Mm -hmm. to leverage this fight and this battle that happens in our mind. Absolutely. And, you know, we... We have the resources. We just got to, we got to want it. And I know that's not to again say that it makes it any easier mm-hmm. or that it's, we can just go out here and, oh, you know, I can just jump into therapy. I can do these. But the thought is that if you feel like something about your life is off and you don't know how to fix it, don't just sit in it or try to be 
you know, out here on your own, being strong and falling apart at the same time. Like, it's okay to get the help that you need. It's okay to say I'm not well. Some days I look at my husband like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but this ain't this ain't it. And, but at least, you know, having somebody that's not a husband or, you know, a spouse, a girlfriend, a, you know, a mom, a sister, finding somebody with whom you can't confide that is at least aware of yeah. what you've got going on in your life and who can be there to support you because it's important. And then, you know, being that person to support the people in your life as well, because we all put on these masks. Oh yeah. We all put on this, you know, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna, you know, be fly, I'm gonna look good. And, you know, I got myself together. I have myself together, but what does it take for me to keep myself together? Absolutely. And sometimes that means, you know, admitting when something's not okay, but not being afraid of that or that judgment. And we're living in a society now where it's okay to not be okay because people gonna have your back and moving those stigmas that we had growing up right in this family business you be quiet you don't talk about these things but it's like the fact that we're not talking about is the reason why we're in this anyway but anyway (laughs) but you're right um, though your purpose requires you to be whole and so your purpose is waiting on you to be whole if you haven't mm-hmm. tapped into it and tuned into it, you know, work on it because it's waiting on you. It's required. It's 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 waiting. It's waiting mm. on you to see you, mm. see the truth of you. So, mm. and I would even say this, and it may even be that if you are wondering what your purpose is, that as you start working on becoming whole, mm-hmm. you will find it. So that that's the facts. <laughs> facts. All right. <laughs> So that one thing that you want to leave us with to, you know, marinate, look, marinate all the process as we process it out here. You know, it's, I said it earlier and I'll say it again because it literally is the, the thing that keeps me going and I, I forever hold it is that quote by Dr. Miles Monroe, you know, don't die old, die empty. That's the goal of life. Go to the cemetery and disappoint the graveyard. If you let that mud marinate, I promise you it's going to hit you in your throat and it's going to make you realize that you got a whole reason to be alive you got a whole reason to be here and be present and be living mm. Mm. well folks there you have it <laughs> but dang, this was you know a conversation that I can appreciate it's a tough conversation to have oh, but yeah. a necessary conversation I know it's even one of those things like nah we're not mental health professionals out here in these streets like we're gonna put that disclaimer out there yeah but it is like we're having this conversation to be able to encourage you who needs it to get the help that you need and to know that it is okay because both of us are clearly having you know dealt with some mental health stuff mm-hmm. but that doesn't make us less of people because we've done that so you know stay encouraged in your walk and Tanya thank you for you know your for pushing the envelope with the conversation thank you for you know the willingness to say I may not be you know the therapist but here it is if you don't get what you need then you're gonna keep feeling stuck. So how do you get unstuck? You take the step, you take the first step forward and sometimes that's just reaching out. So alrighty, on that note, again, thank you for being here, wishing you all the best and all that lies ahead. And you know, if anything you need, we as a family, we got you. Absolutely. Thank you for being you and doing what you do to inspire and empower and uplift and most definitely to break the barriers that need to be broken because your voice, your answer, your truth is what people need to hear. So thank you. Mm, anybody tell you to come on here doing all that? Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, wow, wait a minute. Come on. 
I'm 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 a, I'm a crier. I'm a crier. So you just I'm gonna be strong right now, though. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tanya.